guys, welcome back to Speaker Anarchy. This is Ekta, and I am super excited about today's episode because this line is really, really cool, and I um, am so glad that I'm having the opportunity to talk to these uh, the founders and and really learn about it because it's truly a very you know clean brand, and there's a lot of cool stuff here to talk about. So, without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the co-founders for uh, Dr. Papa's skincare, or I guess beauty. And um, yeah, so Johnny and uh, Pauline Patterson, welcome to the show, guys. Hello, how are you doing? Doing very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you for asking. Um, so I would love to get started. Um, Johnny, maybe you can get us started about uh, how the whole, uh, you know, um, journey really began for the brand and how you guys really came to the um, the idea and you know just all the all this good stuff from the beginning yeah I'd love to tell you about that I sorry mean- so can we just stop it I don't know there was a massive um uh motorcycle that just went by sorry and we had the window open did did you hear that no I didn't hear any because I, I just oh okay because I just got up to try and stop it because <laughs> no. uh, like, I well because I got up to I got up to slam the window to close the window and it slammed but that's all right don't worry if you just wanted oh, to, no, I didn't hear it. Hear I, I, it. I didn't hear anything at all. Um, oh, okay, um, that's right, because it was really loud. Okay, so let me let me get started again, though, just so I can like you know, just so you guys are comfortable with that. So I'll yeah. I just um I already introduced you guys, so I'm just going to go yeah. with the first question I asked. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Thanks. Okay, um, so Johnny and Pauline, I would love to hear about how everything began for the company and the brand and where you guys really started and the vision and all the good stuff. So if you can get us started, Johnny, maybe you can uh, get us started. Yeah, I'd love to tell you about it. So um, my background is PR and marketing. I had been uh, running a PR agency for for many years, so was always on the lookout to create something with Pauline that we felt that would you know it would take the market by storm we were either looking for innovation or something that wasn't really readily available and luckily we found something that wasn't readily available uh, Pauline obviously who you'll talk to in a second was a, a hairdresser working for, for Weller teaching hair color and Pauline's actually Australian We'd actually been traveling to Australia for, for many, many years, uh, had seen this amazing products or products out in Australia called Paw Paw products. And basically what happened to our daughter is uh, after six months of, um, uh, of being alive, uh, she had eczema on the inside of her, uh, her arms. And um, mm. we went to the doctors in the UK and they basically said, what you need to do is put on a steroid cream. And we felt that that, just wasn't right and having traveled to and from Australia for many years we'd we'd seen and uh, saw how these different pawpaw brands and creams were being used in Australia and we decided to to give it a whirl ourselves um we uh used it on her skin and it really really worked um and we tried to become the distributors in the UK um they said no to us so we decided uh, to do it ourselves but uh, but of course we wanted to do it different with a different style um you know i wanted uh, with my pr and marketing background to change the the line of the story and the the color and the ingredients and to improve all the ingredients from what we uh, originally saw or what we thought could be better and yeah. pauline had lots of ideas of uh, of innovation 
and that's where Dr. Paul Paul was uh, started from uh, because you know we, we took it to market and just so many retailers as soon as we showed them the concept what it could do the multi-use side of it uh, which yeah. you know we, we didn't really know at the time, but everybody had started looking out for multi-purpose products and we just seemed to hit the nail on their head and it really took off uh, really from the moment we started. Wow, and, and I love that. And I, and I have uh, some something I want to say about that, um, but I want to hear from Pauline as well about it. Um, Pauline, anything you can add on to that? Um, well, yeah, we sort of decided to start the brand when I was... Um, pregnant with our second child as well because um, it kind of took us three years really from from the idea from you know wanting to launch the Paw Paw Bombs here in the UK to actually being able to launch it um, you know yeah. and I was a little bit wary of starting a business at the same time as having <laughs> our second child but um, Johnny assured me it's like no no we can do it you know it'll just be on the side anyway we kind of keep our day jobs but you know as Johnny said you know the response that we got from buyers um, soon meant that you know after my uh, maternity leave then I didn't have to go back to my job um, I was able to sort of work full-time uh, for the business and then slowly slowly you know we sort of added to it so it started with me and Johnny um, pretty much and um, and his dad helped us with kind of like more of the finances and things like that um, and that now we've grown to a team of 15 uh, people which is you know just incredible to think in that in that short spine that in that short time um, you know what wow. we've been able to achieve I love that and you know I actually I want to add to Johnny's point that um that he made and I think this is so important to acknowledge because um I recently held a panel discussion about like what clean beauty really means and the topic came up of you know how things that are geared towards children uh, or inspired from being able to care for a child's skin um, are things that really truly turn out to be some of the best products because child mm. dermatology and pediatric dermatology is one of the hardest and the most, you know, it, it, it's something that, you know, children, their skin is like in the process of becoming what it is when we are adults right so mm. that like they're developing yeah. their microbiome they're developing their um their uh Im immune system and everything they're they're hypersensitive to everything you know that's natural mm -hmm. so the fact that this began from that that journey that you had with your daughter um it says a lot about the brand it says a lot about the formulation and how it is truly very a very clean formulation you know so i really i want to acknowledge that because that's very important in this you know, today, because everyone is saying I'm a clean brand, I'm a vegan brand, I'm, you know, but I mean, these are the pillars, right? So I, I really wanted to focus mm. on that. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, and just yeah. to add to that, I think the thing with children's skincare as well is the more natural um, the ingredients are, the better uh, the results are. Because again, you know, I'm a big believer in science meeting nature as well, but a lot of these sort of man-made ingredients, you know, like they really need to be tested say yeah. on human skin or you know on particularly like you said you know still um you know growing um you know ch children's skin and you just can't test on children you know you, you just can't do that and again being against animal testing things like that so a lot of those new ingredients can't but natural ingredients are the ones that have stood the test of time that have been available all around the world and they're the ones that just seem safest and seem to deliver the best results as well that we've that we've seen as well with our different formulation changes 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is that, you know, natural ingredients, it's, it's funny, you know, that you mentioned that because natural ingredients, yes, I agree with you there. They have to be tested as well, but it's also like finding, you know, I think the industry also needs to focus on like, you know, there are brands like, you know, such as yourself that are utilizing natural ingredients and to really start using brand these kind of brands and finding out okay these are the ingredients that are tried and true and are derived from nature Mm. and we can really depend on them you know what I mean so like Mm. that's something that I think um you know like your brand is doing but it's it's like almost as if it's, it's, it's unintentional but you're doing that you're adding that to this space you know on that level of education and and really like as a resource for you know new entrepreneurs but um I want to shift focus a little bit I mean I, I know I'm ranting a little bit I, I want to focus on like really <laughs> the range because it's such a beautiful range I mean uh last night I was trying on uh, one of the lip balms and the and the brown is just stunningly beautiful and it's so amazing for every color you know I feel like every uh, skin shade can use it and it's just such a they're just such versatile products so um, can we talk about the formula of that and how um, everything was when you guys were formulating yeah, I'll let Pauline cover that that one's actually the rich mocha it's a beautiful shade really really nice it's yeah. so beautiful so- oh my gosh yeah Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and like you said, it is suitable for all skin types. And I came from the hairdressing background and I um, particularly specialised in colouring people's hair. So all of my career, I was looking at people's eye colour, their skin tone, their natural hair colour and finding what colours would suit them. But also having the understanding that, um, you know, if you pick up a colour, any colour and you put it on your lips, depending on the colour of your lips, will have a huge effect on the outcome of that colour. Um, yeah. you know, unless you're going to go for like these solid sort of matte kind of, you know, lipsticks that it's the one color that is the same, no matter what you put it on, because, you know, the color, the pigment is so saturated um, and then you can't get any variations. It's like, oh, that looks good on you, but that looks absolutely awful on me. So <laughs> having yes. all of this, you know, sort of you know, having all of this sort of understanding of how color works and how color is affected by not only the product that you put it on like your lips or your cheeks but also what's around it like your skin tone your eyes you know your hair color I really knew that I wanted to create colors that would suit everybody from all different skin tones to all different ages and also ones that you know you could control how much color you saw because again going back to those lipsticks you know that just completely cover your lips you know it's one shade and that's it you know, yes. you can't get different variation, variations of it. Um, so that's when working with the chemists, the contract manufacturers that uh, made our colours over here, I was very specific when they'd give me a colour. I'm like, no, that hasn't got enough pigment in it or that needs more pigment or that needs more brown in it or that needs more pink in it or that needs more red, you know, and really just sort of working on that. And, um, and then again, I just used to test it on everybody. Again, we're quite lucky you know because we've got you know sort of quite a few friends you know Johnny in his PR and marketing world he had a big team as well so we used to just send it I go look can you just test this tell me what you think about it you know on your skin tone do you like it would you wear it and you know we used to get really good sort of just feedback from from the people um, that we knew and then that used to always um, help me sway it as well because when you see it on different people 
people. And again, we will literally get one shade here in the office and every single girl will put it on and it looks different on everyone because it is totally adapting to their own skin tone. And also it depends how much they apply because if they just apply a small amount, it looks like really natural as if they haven't almost got anything on. And then the ones that really, you know, are quite bold and and you know and confident with their makeup will put a lot on and instantly you can say see but it almost looks like a different color that everybody's wearing because everybody's got different skin tones hair color and eye color and I love exactly and I love that they're also you know going back to multi-use products I mean I was using like you know just playing around and it's like you even if you buy you know just one shade one shade that really resonates with you you can use that as a blush you can use it as mm -hmm. an eyeshadow you can use it as mm -hmm. a lip. i mean it's really control. cool yeah 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 they definitely can use it as your blush like your highlighter as well and contouring and yeah like you said you can either have a little amount on your lips or you can have a bolder look um, on your lips as well but the beauty of it is because of all the ingredients in there when the color wears away it still feels like you've been wearing your lip balm because it is our original lip balm but just with color added to it so you know gone are the days where you have to if you want color you end up having dry lips and you know and cracked lips afterwards this literally feels like you're wearing your lip balm all night because you are it's just got that hint of color Right. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, I want to talk about this whole idea of like um, multi-use products, because I think you guys are like the perfect, um, you know, founders to really discuss this with, because, you know, I know a lot of brands claim that and they say, oh, our products are multi-use. But I mean, you, I feel like you've created a line that is truly the epitome of multi-use. I mean, you know, even the, um, you know, the shower products, like the bath products are very very multi-use you know and it reminds me again of like you know pediatric dermatology where baby can you know you can use baby shampoo for all of their needs and I really want to talk about that and like what that process was like for you and what are the things you were really trying to stay away from in terms of ingredients and what you really wanted to focus on yeah I mean I think once we had created the yellow 25 mil original balm which is our classic size uh, the one we first started out for everybody knew as, uh, as this multi-purpose product. So when we launched the, the first two shades, the peach pink and the ultimate red, they were multi-purpose you could use for lips, cheeks, and as uh, all the uses that Pauline said. So I think that really from that point on, it just became a continued story and then a demand whenever we were having our new product, product development meetings or MPD for for short so you know every time we create something it has to multitask uh, you know if you even look at the, the lip uh, sugar and balm scrub uh, yes it's two separate products but it's in a duo pot so you're getting two actions out of it and you know as we explain in a lot of our videos around the lip scrub you can use it on your hands you can use it on all sorts of uh, things it's obviously it's only eight mil but it, it does a lot of uh, use and you know, I even was just thinking like our, our hand creams, you know, we've had, we have, it doesn't actually say multi-purpose on the hand creams, but in a lot of our literature in the videos that we create, we say, you know, use on your hands, you can use it on your feet. So we're, we're showing people that it's not just one single um, use. So, yeah, I think it has just become an ethos and a, a strategy for each product as we create them. And, 
with the new product development that we have coming over the next 12 months and we've got a really new exciting line that we're launching in autumn uh, everything will be multi-use wow wow that's so cool and i and i really you know i know that there's definitely hurdles that come with you know multi-use products right so i want to I want to ask you about that. Like, is, has there been any, like, in terms of working with the chemists or whether it's, you know, um, working with whoever you had to really kind of deal with and especially getting your products into retailers, you know, were there any hurdles that came with um, explaining and, and really kind of, you know, going through that journey? Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the retailers, of course, and I think this is where we always like to be open and honest. When we were talking to retailers and we we're saying like, this is a multi-use purpose, it's a lip balm, it's a skin balm, you can use it on your feet. They'd go, so where am I putting it, Johnny? Where am I putting this in my store? <laughs> so in, in fact, we had said, this is truly a multi-purpose and almost we'd shot ourselves in the foot by mm. doing so. So, I mean, now our, our sales strategy, we either go in as lip balm, which predominantly a lot of our smaller sizes do, but then once we have the bigger sizes, they're either sitting in like skin or they're sitting in hand creams or as in hair care. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, the hurdles of dealing with the retailer, they were definitely there because you're saying this thing can do three or four things. It can sit in bath, body and hair. Uh, that That is an issue because they don't know where to place it. So we generally have to position it for them. But in terms of the ingredients, ingredients i mean pauline do you feel like there was any hurdles we had to come across well yeah i mean getting the balance right was was definitely challenging because whilst i made sure that i chose ingredients that benefit not just the skin um but also the hair and again looking at all the different skin types from very very sensitive skin to very very dry you know and more mature skin um there is definitely a balance that is needed you know so that you don't overload the sensitive skin and that there's enough moisture and hydration you know for the sort of drier skin um so it was definitely working with the chemists about you know first of all which products work with the hair and the skin so then that narrowed it down to like the aloe vera and the pawpaw fruit uh you know also known as papaya fruit um and then it was just about getting that balance right so you know testing the different products and making sure that what actually determined whether you had enough on sort of uh, more sensitive skin versus enough on very dry skin was purely the amount um, that you use, um, you know, so again, sort of, you know, with our, with our um, bath and shower products as well, you know, a small amount um, will be enough for, oh, sorry, did you hear that? Yeah, it's okay though, it wasn't very loud. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay, um, so I could start from bath and shower products then, if that yeah. helps. Um, so particularly with our, our hair and body products, so it was ensuring that the ingredients worked well with the hair and with the skin but then it's the amount that you use so if you've got shorter finer hair you know or more sensitive skin then you just need a small amount to cleanse that hair and that skin but then if you've got sort of drier skin or if you've got longer thicker even drier hair as well then you simply use a larger amount either of the shampoo of the conditioner and then you're getting enough of those oils so really it's controlled then by the amount that you use is is how much you need um, but it was definitely it definitely took longer probably than than we expected bringing out those ranges as opposed to bringing out the balms 
Yeah, I figured because, you know, bath products are are definitely uh, more interesting as far, as far as, you know, the use of surfactants and the use of something that is able to like really take off dirt and, you know, oils and sebum and all of that. So mm. that's why I asked that question. Um, you know, I, I'm really interested, though, in the papaya fruit uh, that you just mentioned uh Pauline, because I, I want to know that. Yeah. So this was the main inspiration then, um, because I know that you guys had mentioned earlier in the in the recording that, um, you had seen these products in Australia, and so I want to know a little bit more about that in terms of the actual, uh, the original. Yes. What you saw. Yes. So the papaya fruit has exactly the same qualities as the aloe vera plant. Um, and have been used for hundreds of years um, in South America. Um, and you know, when you Google it, you know, again, it's it's as common as sort of what aloe vera is. But and in Australia, I grew up with pawpaw balm, so different brands using pawpaw as an ingredient in their products, as opposed to like an aloe vera balm, you know, that you might find, or say like an olive oil. Um, sort of, you know, based balm. So I was very aware of the, you know, the benefits of it. But um, but the benefits of the pawpaw fruit, as I said, is very similar to the aloe vera. So it's not only going to hydrate your skin um, and nourishing it and nourish it, which means that the effects aren't only instant but also long-lasting as well, because it's actually doing good to your skin as opposed to just looking uh, good on the outside. But um, it's also the pawpaw fruit is antibacterial and anti-inflammatory. And that's why it really can soothe, um, like we said, even the most sensitive skins, like particularly, um, you know, with, with our daughter Jasmine as, and her eczema. Um, and the other amazing thing about the pawpaw fruit is it's actually fragrance free. So there actually oh. is no smell to it. Yes, if you eat a papaya fruit, you can taste it. It's like an avocado. You can taste yeah. an avocado, um, but there's no smell to it, like at all. Um, so again, naturally, that brings out. So you just sneezed. Oh, it's going well, isn't it? <laughs> Don't worry, I have my hand sanitized. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. But but yeah, it's 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 natural. Yeah, I know, I know. Papaya is actually one of those fruits that, um, you know, I remember, uh, you know, my father was going through some GI uh, problems, and at the time, um, I think he had like an ulcer developing or something, and and I was doing a lot of homework into like just natural things that are good, you know, to eat for mm. just to keep your body in balance, right? In terms of fruits and vegetables yeah. and whatnot. And papaya was really on the top of that list. So um mm. by the way, none of the products are ingestible. So don't do that. Everyone listening, I'm just I'm making yes, a point. Yes. And that, you know, I'm making a point by saying that yeah, it's a it's truly a wonderful ingredient. And you know, I think um you know, I'm a huge advocate for what's in nature is the m most inspiration you could ever need, in, in my opinion, yeah. you know, and so if you, if you really open your mind and you go in that direction, the science will back you up, you know, if you, it really will, because I mm. saw it make a difference, you know, in something like gut health for my dad and, and to see mm. um, now your line that is inspired by the same kind of well the same fruit and then seeing all the different applications of it I mean this is it's phenomenal you know it's really phenomenal to mm. think about that this is how you know nature has a cure for things and we just have to find the right way and find the right way to utilize that 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because if it's safe enough for you to eat, then it must be safe enough for you to put on your skin. Because if it's good on the inside, then it's going to be good on the outside. Um, but yes, you're right. You can't go ahead and eat, and eat our farms. But I definitely am an advocate for eating a papaya fruit in your in your diet. It is really good. Yeah, I, think I actually would love to see you. Go ahead, Johnny. Sorry. So I was just going to say, there's just one thing that I wanted to highlight in terms of our ingredients. Uh, and again, this was one of the things that we wanted to do to make sure that we were available to, to everybody was the fact that like one of our uh, key ingredients is castor oil. So um, many brands are, are using different types of uh, like barriers, as they would say. And the one thing that we saw quite early on from the demand from, from our customers is that they wanted it to be natural and they wanted it to be vegan so you know that was another big search out that we had to do was to find out what that sort of you know the barrier or the you know the main uh, ingredient that would carry the pork or the olive oil etc and, and castor oil was was our choice um there's a lot of benefits in that product for skin and hair uh, and so yeah i just wanted to highlight that that was one of our key ingredients too absolutely no absolutely i think um yeah, castor oil, I, I've read a lot about it um, in, in terms, not in terms of like uh, beauty products, but just in general. So I, I would love to see why. Did, so wait, why did you go for the castor oil? What was the real um, motivation for that? Because because with the castor oil, um, it's able to harden. Um, so that because otherwise, if we just had the pawpaw oil, the aloe vera and the olive oil, it would just be like oil that would pour out. Of oh, the yes. But okay. castor oil is one of the natural oils that can almost like solidified to give us that balm texture. Um, and when we were testing out sort of different oils that could do this as well, because people were looking at like beeswax is quite a common one or lanolin. But we didn't want to go down that route because we wanted to be vegan. So what other brands commonly use? we kind of wanted that point of difference. And as Johnny said, we soon knew that there was a, um, a market out there for vegan products that we wanted to stop using. The so-called like traditional kind of methods and really use something different. Although again, castor oil has been around for again, hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, mm. and, in, you know, and in the African countries as well, where it's naturally grown like that is, you know, a staple again, uh, with, with yeah. a lot of the things that they use. So we were really sort of, you know, really thinking about all the ingredients that we put in and making the right choices for the right reasons. And it's very, very powerful. The oil is very good for you. Like it's a very mm. strong anti-inflammatory. It's a very strong, it, it promotes mm -hmm. like a lot of really naturally, you know, beneficial and again, anti-inflammation processes. So I really, I'm glad you guys mm. went with that. That's really cool. Um, now I want to talk about mm. marketing because I know that um, the brand is very colorful and I absolutely love that because it's um, so nice to see that in a market right now where everything is neutral colors and you know everything is you know just yeah. like very uh shade of like beige it's like i see beige everywhere or clear or you know so i wanted to talk about mm. that a little bit because it's so it's such an appealing look and i um how did you how what was the journey of designing like the packaging and stuff yeah so i can cover that so as i mentioned earlier my my background is pr and marketing and i um Many, many years ago, I used to actually look after a, a hair electrical uh, brand who was a competitor to a company called GHD. And mm -hmm. um, this brand that I did the PR for used to receive so much media coverage just simply because they didn't do a black or white hair straightener. They did red, black, 
method straighteners, gold method straighteners, they did zebra, they did purple, they did all these crazy colors. But the journalists would always contact me and say, oh, we want to cover yours because it looks so great on page or it looks so great on a website. And this was obviously when .com just really uh, kicked off. And so when we set about setting up our own brand, I mean, first of all, our, one of our favorite colors was yellow. So we know that yellow is a really popular, positive color, it's sunshine. Uh, so we started out with that bright color, knowing that that would look great on page. And then really from that point onwards, we just wanted the colors to reflect what's on the tube on the inside or for it to complement the original brand color, but everything has to stand out and look just like something you'd want to have on your bathroom shelf. So yeah. appealing really. Um, or something cute, especially when you, for ladies, you know, I'm sure uh, Pauline can comment on this. We love having, um, you know, beautiful little things in our bags. So it's really nice yeah. to have, mm. yeah, something colorful and pretty. Yeah, and, you know. yeah so I, yeah, okay, so I, you know, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, even if you just look at so, uh, our 10 mil packaging now, which in, in, uh, holds our little 10 mil bombs, uh, I mean, that's really bright and colorful. But, you know, we have these beautiful illustrations on the front of the fruit, the, uh, the fruit that's in the products and palms, etc. And again, it's just really bright and colorful. And it's just, why can't products that do good also be fun to look at? Um, it just... Uh, I mean, obviously, I understand there's a lot of great, you know, uh, ingredients out there, but it all looks sometimes a little serious sometimes. So, you know, it, it can be fun as well. Well, yeah, no, I, that's a great point. And I think that's also um, it really feeds into consumerism and how we pick products. And, um, you know, I think people just feel more comfortable when they see something colorful because they, you know, you see it and you're like, oh, cool. Okay. Instead of if you go into a store and everything is beige and white and black or, you know, whatever, it's like, okay, I really have to read this. Like, what is this for? And why do I need this? So yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that there's definitely value in, you know, exploring why or exploring what really resonates with your brand and I think especially since you guys are such a multi-purpose um, brand and also you're geared towards a huge demographic right from like you know younger right. audience to even you know older like it doesn't matter what age you are That's it's right. important to appeal to everybody so I I really like that I think it's very cool and it's very beautiful to uh for photography by the way <laughs> I was, yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. taking little videos yesterday and I was like oh this is so beautiful <laughs> so yeah it's lovely oh, thank, oh, you. thank, it's really you. Kind. thank you. yeah um I you know and I want to actually uh move on to expanding the brand and really um you know how that the whole journey has been for you and really getting the name out there first of all and also i know you've won so many awards i mean it, it's <laughs> truly impressive you know and and you've kept the brand at a very um affordable price and i just really want to hear your thoughts on that and that journey and and how that's been yeah i mean i, I think uh, initially with with the bombs um I suppose we just had clear vision and we still do today of a lot of the things that we want to do. So a lot of the things come naturally, the extensions, the things that we add on. Interestingly enough, you know, three to four years down the line, once we were in multiple retailers here in the UK, the US, uh, in the Middle East, in Europe, 
uh, more and more demand came from the retailers of the type of thing that they were looking for. Or, uh, you know, Johnny was selling great numbers in this. Do you ever consider doing a, a set of hand creams? Because obviously people are using your balms at the moment for some of the hands, but maybe they could have a different creamier uh, formula uh, with a different ingredient. Um, and so there has been demands at points where uh, retailers have shown us what they would like. Um, so giving insight to what the customers are looking for and we've created products to, to, to run alongside it. But of course, with our ethos, multi-purpose, natural, uh, et cetera. But I think in terms of the journey that we've come on, like um, in terms of expanding, like, I mean, yes, we definitely sort of knew that the UK was going to be sort of like the most competitive and the hardest, but because we um, were, you know, sort of from, well, Johnny was from the hair and beauty and marketing background, I was from the hair we knew that obviously there was a much bigger world you know out there than just sort of being uk based and we started going to these trade shows these international trade shows just to get a feel to see if anybody was interested and again because a lot of these buyers have traveled and have seen these products say in australia you know or in korea or anything like that and they're like yeah we've been waiting for somebody to do it over here because they've been trying to get these products over there, but they didn't want to export or they couldn't export because it meant a change in packaging because of the claims that they made. So, you know, we really listened to everything and took on board everything. And particularly when we're launching in America, you know, we already knew that you had to have some of the packaging, um, you know, a certain way, for example, have the net ounces um, on there. And so we'd already been doing that. So, you know, we made sure that we were ready to go you know when we went to these trade shows and everything like that any country that we were in, that we were ready to go um, and I think that that was sort of really impressive for them because they're like all right so you've already thought about it and you've already got the the packaging right and we're like well yes because you know we just knew that we wanted to expand and the interest that we got quite quickly from Europe um, America and as Johnny said the Middle East was like yeah we're definitely on onto a right track then so so we just did it you know we tried with distributors in different um, countries, but now you know, we've just found that we've got the experience now to deal direct. So we actually opened up um, America dealing direct um, in lockdown. <laughs> wow. Bit of times. Yes, but um, we've been working with Ulta since 2019 and we had the launch date of April 2020, uh, which they still honored, even though we were in lockdown. I don't know if you guys were quite in uh, lockdown yet by then, um, but obviously all the stores soon shut and you know we just got all our stock in so we were only online um but we really did manage to keep it and and graduated and then soon after cvs came as well and so now we've got all our uh, well we've got our 10 mil which is like our smaller size um in you know lots of cvs stores i think it's like over five thousand cvs stores and we've got all our 25 mil range um in every ultra store as well so that is you know that's been an amazing amazing time for us I love that. I really love that you've made it so accessible. That's so important. That is so important because, you know, just the other day, no joke, I went into a, not a CVS, but a Walgreens. And I was like, you know, let me just go because I haven't been to a drugstore in so long just to shop for like beauty brands, right? Or beauty care or anything. Mm -hmm. And I was so shocked. I was like, wow, there are some high quality products now in drugstores that were not there, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And so, you know, this level of accessibility that's added when you choose to uh, pick a retailer such as a drugstore or a, or a 
um, a store that is more accessible for people, you know, and a wider demographic. Mm. Like it's very important from the overall viewpoint of just making sure everybody can get these products and and use them. And especially for young moms out there that if it's their first child and they're like, I don't know what to use, you know, or or something happens, they, they there should be brands that you can just trust and and go to, and they should be available to everybody. So I, I really commend you for that. I'm I'm really glad you guys did that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I want to actually, you know, I want to close off the episode by asking you guys, um, one question I have that, um, it's a little tricky, but I, I think I'm very curious is how you navigate this oversaturated market for vegan beauty. I mean, it's a lot, right? There's a lot of brands out there and there's a lot of um, claims and there's a lot of greenwashing. There's a lot of, you know, false claims. So being a brand that is very authentic, you guys are really doing things right. I mean, how do you navigate that whole scene and, and um, really kind of make sure people understand that you are um, really setting the, the bar on this, on this idea of multi-use, vegan, cruelty-free, you know? So how do you do that? I mean, if it's just uh, vegan itself, I mean, I actually... I'm quite surprised by the amount of brands that aren't uh, vegan friendly, if, if, it's, uh, if it's called that. Uh, and I think, you know, there is choice for people. I mean, there's nothing to say that, you know, vegan, non-vegan brands aren't uh, great products. They, they, they have some great products out there. And obviously it is down to people's personal uh, choice. But, you know, if we look at, say, some of our categories, which would be lip and skin, uh, you mm. know, we are probably one of two or three brands which you know and we're talking about like our close competitors who are actually vegan and the rest in our category are are still using cannibal uh product um so yeah and and i suppose how do we get that across i mean we we have it written on our packaging so it's clear uh we obviously peter approved and obviously with them obviously it's joined up with vegan as well so it obviously tells everybody that we're vegan friendly uh too but it's still probably one of the questions that we get asked every single day through our social media channels our web channels uh and when we're out there selling are you vegan friendly so you know definitely that question of uh, do you test on animals definitely has faded away because I think most people now know that you know it's against the law in in, uh, in Europe and, and most of the world so people know that we we don't do that um, but the big question is you know are you vegan uh, friendly and uh, of course we are so yeah I mean we're, we're proud to say that and we try to highlight as much as we can uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely no, I think okay no, go ahead, Pauline. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I think it's just awareness, you know, sort of we've been telling this story for seven years. It's not something new um, to our brand. Um, you know, we made those, those decisions sort of quite early on um, and we've always said them. So I think that anybody, you know, that sort of knew us before or even, you know, Googles our brand or looks back onto our brand will know that we've been telling this story from very early on and that it was quite important. And again, just reiterating um, what we're saying as well, you know, again, that's one of the reasons why we went down that route is because we really did want to be inclusive. We didn't want to just be like a prestige brand that, you know, if you can't, if you can only afford this, 
then you know we're sort of in your budget we really wanted to make sure our price was affordable that we're getting the right ingredients um to everybody and that all our natural ingredients again we're, we're inclusive as to whether you're vegan or natural or you know sort of you know or again because we kept out some of the nut oils as well because in case you have you know an adverse reaction uh, to, to nuts because again almond oil is a, is a big one that's really used in a lot of uh, beauty products as well but we really did make these decisions like I said early on and we've just always spoken about them they've always been on our packaging and they've always been um, on our websites as well and wherever we're uh, sold. I love that and I you know I have a request actually Pauline um, you know yeah. I would love to see you guys make some sort of like face because I'm not gonna lie my favorite skincare or beauty product is a face mask I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I would love yes. to see yes. you guys make yes. a face mask or um, you know something like that because I think it would be absolutely beautiful or even like an eye cream you know I think your eye cream would be yes. like miraculous so I'm I'm hoping maybe down the line you can maybe ref- you know fulfill that request yeah. I have. <laughs> yes 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 well w- watch this space if we do do a face mask it will definitely need to be a biodegradable um one um, and you yeah. know the technology out there about environmental packaging is amazing um you know me and the other colleague that works with me on mpd we're just you know uh, shocked and amazed how good the beauty industry is reacting to the environmental crisis as well and the packaging and the technology that they're offering us is incredible so definitely watch this space is all I can say (laughs) yeah yeah no that's very exciting and I'm very excited to see everything that you guys come out with next I really believe in your brand I think it's it's absolutely beautiful and I'm um you know just so glad that I I have the opportunity to host um you know just just lines and and brands that I I can say are for everybody that's huge for me you know for this podcast because Mm. there's you know in the in the world of oversaturated markets right it's it's very hard for mm-hmm. consumers to sift through and and that's really my goal here at skincare anarchy is to host um the brands that you can really stand by and you can you know all of you out there you know the dr papa is a it's a brand that is for everybody and if you haven't picked that up i mean I'm, we've been talking about it the whole time but it really is and it's a beautiful line it has not you know it's a brand that hasn't compromised on quality just because they're focused on being very you know geared towards sensitive skin that's the most important part is that you're getting quality you're getting um you know a truly great range of products so i urge all of you please go check them out um i'm going to link all of the um the tags and stuff in the podcast art for this episode i would love to hear your thoughts um any comments or questions you have i'll definitely pass them along to um johnny and pauline's Mm -hmm. team but thank you guys so much for this opportunity to host you it's been really lovely no thank you so much for having us on it's uh we've been there watching and following your page for a while now and listening to the podcast as well and just had so many amazing brands on there and uh, we're just delighted that you'd give us the chance to talk to you too so thank you yeah that's what I was gonna say thank you so much for holding us in esteem with the other brands um <laughs> you know that that you love and that you hold in such esteem it really is a, a privilege and an honor so thank you for having us thank you so much and I will be back next time you guys